mission to explore the far reaches of cinema. Three daring adventurers dive deep into the Criterion and beyond. These are the tales of their adventures. This is Cinenauts! Hey, this is Ian. I'm Boom. This is Kasher. And welcome to Synonauts Exploring the Criterion. Later on this episode, we're going to discuss my pick from last week, BC Boys Video Anthology. So cool. Ooh. So yeah. cool. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, like I said last week, this was on my initial list of uh, selections from the Criterion Collection that I want to discuss when we were brainstorming this year podcast. Uh, so I'm glad... We're going to chat about this. Are you guys excited <laughs> creating our list? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was cool to go back and just hear a lot of these songs again. And that, yeah, it's been so cool. Um, but before we get to that, let's catch up. Um, Catcher, what did you what did you do this week? All I've been watching this week is GME stock going up and up and up and up and up <laughs> and getting embroiled. I have a f- couple of friends who are super interested in investing and won't shut up about it. And I've just been learning so much about stocks and it's cool. I think it's cool, man. I just think it's a nice big fuck yeah, you man, um, to all of these guys who designed their own set of rules for a game that they thought was good. And now we are finally taking it to them with the rules that they made and they're really not happy about it. And how punk rock is that? So yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I, I, I love that. What I was saying is like, what's, 10,000 people manipulating the market versus 10. It's yep. the same thing. <laughs> it's about time these people who have screwed over uh, this this industry that has screwed over people countless times are getting it handed back to them. So I'm also yeah, here it's for cool. it. Yeah, it's cool. I'm learning a lot. And it's fun. Other than watching stonks go up, <laughs> you watch. did you watch anything else? Uh, okay, so this week I also uh, was hanging out with Emma and uh, put out a movie and uh, she picked something at random from Shudder, which is a fun game we always do. And uh, she picked this film called Super Dark Times, which is a really cool uh, edge-of-your-seat sort of like thriller uh, that mixes in a little bit of like Stand By Me coming of age, but uh, adds in a little bit of Samurai Sword um, and uh, (laughs) crazy visuals. The cinematography is incredible. I don't want to... Um, spoil too much because I think people should go out and watch it, especially if you've got a Shutter account, especially if you do, because I think that's the only way you can watch it. <laughs> um, but it's really good. Um, it really keeps you on the edge of your seat. The last like 20 minutes are intense. At one point, like Emma turned to me and she was like, I haven't been breathing for like 15 minutes or something. And <laughs> I was just like, I also have not been breathing. My hands have been clutching my face for like. Oh, yeah, no. the last 20 minutes, really great. So, um, Is it just intense or is it like... No, it's not scary. It's just um, okay. the visuals are really trippy at times. Um, mm. And it's just about the anxiety and the stress levels of the characters. Like you're uh, really in that sort of mental space with them. So that if you're not up for that, that's totally understandable. Um, and you mm-hmm. will sort of judge characters for decisions they make. You want them to be making better decisions. Um, but <laughs> yeah, you're, it's just, you're, yeah, it's very cool. So everyone should check it out. It's called Super Dark Times and it's on Shudder. Yeah. What about you? What have you been watching? Me? I haven't, I mean, I've been so busy with stuff. I haven't watched too much. Um, I do want to call out a movie I watched um, a couple weeks ago that we didn't get a chat about. Um, which is One Night in Miami. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, I, I, know, I know Boom watched it as well. So yeah. this is uh, the movie that was directed by uh, Regina King and starring Kingsley Ben-Adir, Ellie Gorey, Aldous Hodge, Leslie Odom Jr., um, among other people. And it's basically this sort of fictional kind of based on truth story of the night Muhammad Ali won his first world championship, his w- first world heavyweight boxing belt. Uh, and then with him, Sam Cooke, Malcolm X, and uh, Jim Brown, these four different iconic, you know, black figures in American popular culture and global pop culture, actually, uh, they all hung out in a room one mm-hmm. night that this is their supposed conversation. Um, it's based off a play. 
I thought it was I thought it was really really good. Um, there are some things I would fix about it, but Leslie Odom Jr. is an absolute star forever and always. People may know him as uh, Aaron Burr in Hamilton. Um, if you've seen the Disney Plus version, he's Aaron Burr, but he is so freaking good in this movie that like I, I think some of the other some of the other characters were they were they were good, but. Mm-hmm. I think Leslie Odom Jr. just completely stood out and is awesome. And I'm, I hope he gets nominated um, for an Academy Award for his performance of this. He, he was great. Yeah, he did a great Sam Cooke. And that ending scene mm-hmm. really got my got my tears going. I loved One Night in Miami. Uh, when it first started, I didn't, I, like, didn't know how I felt. Like, it was kind of slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I yeah. was... But then it just like really picks up speed and I just kind of like like this, the idea of having those iconic figures in a room together. And I just kind of like the perspectives that it brought. Um, yeah. It was really good. And I thought, and I love Regina King. She's mm-hmm. a true queen. And <laughs> <laughs> I thought she did really great. And I'm very excited to kind of see what she does, like if she takes on more directing roles in the future. I really loved the the concert scene when like the music mm-hmm. goes out when the, the other clapping, guy pulls the yeah. yeah with the clapping I thought and then she like pans out uh through the crowd I thought that was really good. Yeah, I I agree with you. I thought the first half, the first like 20 minutes of the movie took me a while to get into. Once they all got in the hotel room, I liked yeah. it much more. I thought it like obviously you need that first 30 minutes of setup, and that's fine. But once they get yeah. into the room, it I think it completely took off for me. Yeah, it really starts rolling and really gets it really gets you thinking. And I felt very like full by the end of it, if that makes any sense. Yeah, they do a really great job of like dissecting different levels or varying levels of like blackness in America at that time. Obviously, the conversation is still very much happening yeah. now. But the way like Malcolm X and Sam Cooke like had their conversations about how a black man should be successful like mm-hmm. in America um, was really, really interesting to me. And I, I thought it was really, really well done. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so that that's one. Um, and then this weekend though, I'm going to be digitally attending Sundance Film Festival. Um, so I'm going to be watching like 12 movies this weekend. So I'll have plenty to talk about. Oh, next so weekend, cool. I think. But boom, what about you? I'm the same as Yui and I've been super busy. I just did a move uh, last week. So I haven't been watching that much. I did find um, on Netflix because I just kind of needed something like chill. Um, and so I found on Netflix Bling Empire. Have you guys heard <laughs> of this or seen anything? It has been recommended to me. Okay, yeah. So it's like Crazy Rich Asians, the reality show. Right. <laughs> and I'm not like, I'm not really <laughs> one for lifestyle reality shows like if I'm gonna do a reality show it'll be like kind of like the social experiment shows or like the competitive ones uh, me and Catcher yep. love mm-hmm. Love Island and like shit like that um, but yeah so I put this on expecting to like turn it off after an episode but I ended up binging it because it's absolutely great <laughs> it's just it's so ridiculous and so over the top but I think like the one thing that kind of kept me going is like it's kind of like a uh, real housewives it's very flashy and and they just are so rich and they have all this money and they're not shy about it but like in at the heart mm-hmm. of it there's this like really beautiful like community of these like crazy rich Asians who are just like you know <laughs> being rich as fuck but also just like looking out for each other and there's like really interesting <laughs> storylines weaved in there with like people looking for like their birth parents and just like all this stuff. So it's only eight episodes. If you just need something like chill to put on it, I would definitely recommend it. Nice. And that's li- nice. literally all I did. I forgot one thing that I have to, I would be remiss if I did not include, which is I watched season two of Blown Away. Just because Please. Boom mentioned reality show and our love for reality show. Mm. <laughs> love Island is one of my favorites. Drag Race, also one of my favorites. Blown Away is my absolute favorite of all of the reality shows. It's called Blown Away. It's on Netflix. It's glass blowing. It's amazing. It's so cool. (laughs) Everyone should watch it. That's awesome. Fun picks. 
so now let's get to our main conversation for this evening, which is the hundredth entry to the Criterion Collection, the Beastie Boys video anthology. You guys know what to do. Let's get in our time travel machines. <laughs> and travel back to New York City circa 1978. So in 1978, uh, there was an experimental punk band called the Young Aborigines, and the vocalist of the group was named Mike Diamond, later to be known as Mike D. In 1981, a friend of Mike's named Adam Yock, later to be known as MCA, joined the band as their new bassist, and the Young Aborigines were renamed into the Beastie Boys. Um, a few years after that, another kid named Adam Horowitz later to be known as Ad-Rock, joined the band as their new guitarist, and the three MCs of the group we now know as the BC Boys had formed. Even though the band had been gaining some popularity in the punk world, uh, including opening up for bands like the Bad Brains and uh, the Dead Kennedys at CBGB's, the group had their first hit single uh, in 1983 uh, based on a hip-hop track they wrote called Kooky Puss. Uh, after the track took off, the BC Boys decided to focus more on rap and hip-hop, and hired a then-unknown DJ named Rick Rubin as their on-stage DJ. Soon after that, Rick Rubin uh, and his friend Russell Simmons started Def Jam Records and eventually produced the BC Boys' seminal 1986 classic, License to Ill. And the rest is history. Um, the BC Boys went on to release eight albums through 2011 until MCA passed away from cancer and the group had officially disbanded. Uh, as influential as their music is, it could be argued that their music videos are equally as important to them. Uh, the group clearly tied their music creativity with visuals and, and as a result have released some of the most iconic music videos of all time. And I am excited to chat with you about them today. So this is our first like sort of ranking Show We had our draft. This is a new format where we're going to rank uh, the 18 music videos that are featured on the Criterion Collection. Uh, so we watched all these, and hopefully if you were listening last week, you watched along too. Uh, but to reiterate, the videos as listed in order um, on the Criterion, it's Intergalactic, Shake Your Rump, Gratitude, Something's Gotta Give, Sure Shot, Hey Ladies, Looking Down the Barrel of a Gun, Body Moving, So What You Want, Sabotage, Shad Rack, uh, three MCs and one DJ, Ricky's theme, pass the mic, holy snappers, root down, Nettie's girl, and alive. So we each watched them all. We're gonna rank them in our top five, going from five to one. And uh, you know, as things sort of we start doubling up and stuff like that, we'll just jump in the conversation there, and then we'll just reiterate our picks at the end. Sound good? Yeah. Wonderful. Perfect. All right. Uh, who wants to go first uh, with their number five? I think I should just set up first. And say that I know last week I kind of like off the cuff was like, I love the Beastie Boys. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so I I know. Yeah, I know I kind of said that, but then kind of going through these videos and doing this. Ian, I'm so sorry. Whatever happens during this episode, just know that I love you and we're friends forever. Um, (laughs) Realize that I do not love the Beastie Boys. (laughs) 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 And I think where that was coming from was just kind of like in the, like back in the day when I just like had crushes on like the nerdcore, like too cool for school guys. And I just like <laughs> would say that I like the Beastie Boys so they didn't like waste my time exp- mansplaining like their entire discography to me. Um, <laughs> something but, has been unearthed here. I know. I know. My goodness, I was, I, I've been, I've been sweating all day. I was just like, this might be the end. Like Ian's going <laughs> to kick me off the show. Um, but But no, I definitely have a deep appreciation for them. I found a lot of stuff in doing this that I really like and really love. Um, But I just don't know that much about them. I wanted to kind of Mm -hmm. like do a little bit more of a deep-seated kind of look into them. But unfortunately, I've just been busy this week. So I'm just very excited 
to hear what you guys have to say and like your perspectives. So yeah, thank there's you. There's a really great, uh, if you have Apple TV plus there's a third, third stage document, like they did a Broadway yeah. show, uh, the surviving members of Beastie Boys. And it's really interesting. It's only like an hour and a half or two hours. The and Spike, Spike Jones um, Spike one, right? actually directed, I'm pretty Spike sure. Jones. Oh, Spike, Spike Jones, Jones directed it. Right, right. Yeah, that's yeah. what I wanted to watch, but I unfortunately didn't get around to it. And I'm definitely going to. But yeah, yeah so nice. now that we've got that out of the way, I will, I will give you my number five, which is probably so random. I don't know. Um, so my number five is Nettie's Girl. Yes, that's also my number five. What? Really? Okay, cool. Yes. Ian, Amazing. we're back on track. Okay, so we're talk, still so talk about it, boom. We're back on um, track. Yeah, right. I just thought it was like kind of stupid but like in a way that I loved so much and it yeah. looks, it just like looks like it's filmed on a camcorder and I don't know. It's like a pair, like the song is like a parody of like a love ballad and it's just like this guy on a, a pedal boat just kind of like <laughs> yeah. drifting around and like singing about this girl that he's like really into. Uh, and yeah, it really made me laugh and I really loved the style. Like it was so outrageous. And yeah, that that's yep. my number five. It's exactly like the scene from uh, Barry Lyndon when they're both just sitting there <laughs> paddle boating around. Paddle boating around. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I the the song is like I can't tell you the last time I listened to the song like ever uh, off their check their head <laughs> check your head record. But the video was so funny to me. Like the, yeah. the song is just absurd. Um, he's just like <laughs> singing awfully about this girl. And I don't know. It was just so funny <laughs> to me. I was, I was laughing the whole time watching it. And yeah, then, it yeah, good. I mean, he, one guy's go, going by and he has like his synthesizer. Yeah. I was, I really enjoyed that video too. <laughs> In the other paddle boat. Yeah. And, the, and I hadn't seen that one yet. So I was, I'm okay. We're, we're back on track. That was also my That's number. Amazing. Perfect. Nettie's girl. <laughs> uh, catcher. What was yours? As I'm Mr. Serious Pants. I think today I'm going to be Mr. Serious Pants. Okay, but okay, I was okay. like, I sat oh, down no. and I was like, I'm really going to watch these like as short films. Like try, <laughs> try to remove it from being a music video. Sure. Because they're all basically directed by uh, MCA, right? He's yeah. mostly the director of all of the films that we watch. There's a yeah. few that were directed by Spike Jones, mm-hmm. and just one other. He has a director's alias, right? Nathaniel Hornblower. <laughs> Amazing, like so great. Um, so in that mood of lightness, uh, I st- my number five is Alive because mm. okay. Alive is it's like if you watch if if you sit through and watch these, you'll see there's like themes of ca- certain kinds of videos, mm-hmm. and this is sort of like all of their videos mm. in sort of one where. They are being theatrical, and they've got these ginormous suits on. And those bright colors, suits. right? Yeah, but they're also, like, just walking through New York and loving New York. And they've got the fisheye lens, which is clearly, like, his favorite of all the lenses. Oh, yes. This is his favorite lens. <laughs> and so it just wraps all that stuff up, and they're having fun. And then they're on springs for a bit. <laughs> yeah. And they're just they're, – everyone is having a good time, and it's just, like, so fun. Yeah. Uh, so that was, that was my number five. I did want to put their first video because I was just shook mm. that this was like the beginning of this guy's like short film career right. was like this video for his band. Um, but there's too many to pick. So it got bumped. So my number four uh, was Shad Rock, uh, the abstract <gasps> impressionist thing. Um, Whoa. Shad. So low. So, so low. Okay. So Shad yeah. Rock for me, like I really, really enjoyed it. Obviously it's my top five of 18. It was just so cool. Like, um, you don't really see music videos like that ever, um, especially at the time. I'm sure even yeah. less people had seen anything like that. Like when people think of drawn music videos, they probably think of, what is it? Take on me, right? Aha's take on me is all yeah. hand drawn. Oh, um, yeah. But this yep. is so cool. The whole video is like this abstract. I'm sure Ketra can explain more like what kind of style of painting it is. And it just works so well, especially when like I was watching all of these videos back to back to back to back. This was a pretty cool, like immediate change. Um, yeah. And I just didn't expect it. Um, again, the color schemes are awesome. The artwork is fantastic. I like how it's like at a live concert, you can kind of tell, like you see people crowd surfing and you see like hands of a crowd and all sort of stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, it was cool. I think, uh, really unique and something I hadn't seen before. I liked that video. I thought it was cool. I didn't put it in my, on my top five catcher don't Mm -hmm. at me, but, (laughs) um, (laughs) (laughs) Cause it was just, 
I like I really like the video, but the song I wasn't like super into. So I was mm-hmm. and the that kind of goes hand in hand for me, I think. Um of course. But yeah, it was cool. Like just super colorful. I liked kind of like the way everything transitioned and like swept around. It was nice. Where nice. was it on your list, catch? Number one. Oh, oh. number one. Wow. It's number one. Okay. Yeah. Go I off. had a hard time to- I had a hard time going with number one at first because it's Really not in like the rest of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's sort of, but then there's all this cool, cool things throughout it where you're like, oh, it, it, it it's like a cartoon version of the rest of their videos. Like it's still fisheye lensed. I can't get over the fisheye lenses. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite thing. Um, and even the video in this abstract creation is still fisheyed. And I thought that was awesome. Um, I just think the color choice, everything you said, Ian, the color choices are beautiful. I love the way that it just seems like they must have shot that video and then someone like took every other, like, you know, every three frames just painted that thing. That's how it looks like that maybe even on top of it, or maybe it was projected on a screen and then they painted like, I don't know how they did Mm -hmm. it, but it, it feels like a video. It feels like shot how. MCA would shoot the video like how he would have approached cinematography for a live set mm. but it's all animated so I just thought that was so cool so cool it just adds so, so much extra depth to it yeah I agree and and like as the contrast between the song like the type of music and the song itself with the the artwork played played very well to me I think it was more of their like sort of uh you know, they're always sort of messing with their audience as to what <clears throat> you're watching in their videos. And this is like a perfect example of that. Nice. Um, all right. So that was my number four. So catcher, what was your number four? My number four is uh, something's got to give. Uh, I like this one. This is like, this is like Adam Yock really diving into his like collage style mm-hmm. work. Like, you'll see he uses collage in a few of the other videos in certain points, but this is, like, the most collage out of all of them. I don't believe there's, like, almost any performance at all. No, I think it's just, there's some video of them in red, maybe, recording together. Um, Someone breaking a uh, gun with a hammer or something, right? Yeah, Yeah. but just the tension of the, like, all of the shots that he's choosing and just the, like, such a strong message that he's trying to make. It got me wondering, like, what their process is mm-hmm. in terms of, since he is in the band, they're writing this together. Is he thinking about the music videos at the time of writing, mm. or is that something that comes later? Because he's so close to the process, it was really fascinating to think about. I think that was the most exciting. Is that the one where it's like the bombs are dropping at the beginning? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. that one. Yeah. Yeah, there's bombs, and then, yeah, like Ian said, there's, like, this scene where this guy's smashing a gun with a hammer, mm-hmm. and it just sort of becomes this thing about war and what's, like, what what's it going to take? Eventually, things are going to break when, with too much pressure, too much this, everything. It's too, too much, yeah, too much pressure is going on in this world from too many angles, and something bad is bound to happen is sort of the, mm. the message of it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I just loved that. So yeah, yeah, and it, that that song kind of reminds me of like a sort of psychedelic kind of song, and like mm-hmm. the visuals sort of remind me of, it was sort of like a like a Vietnam sort of callback type of thing with the bombing, and it has like the dudes walking through fire towards the end. Um, yeah, that was that was a cool video, unexpected also, and not a song I often revisit when I listen to Beastie Boys. Um, yeah, because it's quite serious, and most of their stuff is not, and this was almost like deadly serious, which was 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 like nice and refreshing. Yep. Yeah, totally. Boom. What is your <laughs> number four? Um, I My number four was gratitude, mm, mm-hmm. mm. which I guess is kind of like a similar vibe to catch it and something's got to give because it was it's like a little bit more on the serious side, not fully like it's not not fully serious, but it's just like a little bit more of like an intimate video. They're just kind of there playing their instruments and like performing. There's not a lot of kind of distracting elements happening. Um, So I don't know. I thought it was cool. Also like a little bit of a different sound coming through, like more of a rock sound, which was nice, like shows their versatility. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Yeah. Just kind of like stripped down. I like the shot of like the guy just jamming on the keyboard. There's like kind of like a longer shot of that. And he was just like rocking out. I was vibing with that. So yeah, <laughs> my number four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And very rare to see them playing their instruments in their video. You only videos, you only see True, it a handful yeah. of yeah. times. Um, I didn't even, because yeah. I had no idea that they were a rock band before. Yeah. So that was interesting when you, when you said that. And I guess that's kind of like them going back to that a little. Yeah, they're. Um, I think a lot of people never knew that, that they, you know, they, they yeah. were a rock band, and when they were performing live, they'd always like close a sabotage and they'd pull out their instruments again and stuff like that. Um, but mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's cool to see them and sort of as a reminder that they were, you know, they played their instruments as well in their, uh, in their older stuff as well. Boom! What is your number three then? My number three is Body Moving. Nice. Oh, yeah, sweet. That was yeah. my number two. Uh, oh no, that okay, was also my wait. That was also awesome. my number three. I lied. That's also my number three. Oh my god! <laughs> of course. Listen, yes. we are Synergy. matchy matchy Synergy. today. <laughs> okay, so so. But cool. yeah, I don't know. So out of because I I again don't know their kind of like catalog that well, but that's one of the songs that I know yeah, really well, and single. I love yeah. that song. Yeah, like it's just so cool. I think that sound is like pretty unique to that period of time because I guess that was like later later night mid to later 90s yeah like 98 when did that song come out 98 or 97 yeah and it's just like the song it was like that kind of sound you would find in like a blade movie or something like <laughs> you know what I mean yeah it has that like kinda, I don't know how to just it's kind of like housey a little bit the beats a little housey like old fat boy slim kind of yeah or, it's housey mm. but it legit like just slaps hard yeah. um yeah it's just super dope and I like the video like it's hilarious yeah. And it kind of matches the music well. Like you kind of just get really fired up, like when the the beat kind of kicks in, and he's like scaling the castle <laughs> yeah. or wherever wherever the hell they are. Yeah. And it's yes. kind of like, and just like everything about it's so random. Like the Napoleon kind of guy, and like the Bond villain looking guy. Yeah, I don't know. It's like a parody of like action movies and spy movies and period movies, and they just like mash it all together. Um, yeah, it's just hype, and it looks like they had a blast making it. I bet they had a blast making that video. Yeah, that's kind of a note, like, throughout all of them, is that they were just clearly, like, best friends and brothers, you know? Like, in all these videos, yeah, I mean, totally. and, you know, all these videos, you can just see how much fun they're having together, like, doing these crazy shoots. And even the really simple ones, you can yeah. tell they're just having, like, a ton, a ton of fun. Um, I'm forgetting yeah. which one it was. The one, uh, oh, three MCs and one DJ. Where they're like yeah. holding their mm. pose until like the DJ mix match and the tableau in. the whole time. Yeah. And yeah. then when he leaves, they yeah. go back in the tableau. Like it's stupid. And they were one guy was always like, hey, it'd be really funny if like we had mix max or Mike <laughs> like stuck outside, but he couldn't get in and we had to hold our position. Like, yeah, yeah I mean, you can just tell much <laughs> that's on my it's on my list. It's on oh, my okay, list. Okay, okay, we'll, we'll get that video. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, and there's something about like the Beastie Boys, they swore they're never going to do a reunion after MCA died. And I can't even imagine how much money they've been offered like in this rise of reunion tours and shows. And they're like not doing it because, you know, they don't want to do it unless it's the three of them. And, you know, you can see that friendship and brotherhood in their videos. There's definitely like, even in kind of, because I've obviously seen so much, much of them, like they've just been around for my entire life, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that integrity is something that like really comes through, you know, even if you're not a huge fan of their music, like you can tell that they're just doing what they love the most. And it's like really coming from the heart. And I think they were just like, yeah, we lucked out like being one of the most successful hip hop groups of all time. But even if we weren't that, like we'd still be cool. Like as we just, we just came to have fun. And that's, yeah, that's a cool thing. Catch. Do you have any thoughts on body moving? Yeah, Body Moving was like the one video of my like that is the cemented the most like growing up mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in regards to the Beastie Boys. Like, what what is that fondue thing he even makes at the end of that video? <laughs> that like that f- the material is so gross. And like the the texture of it, so I was just like, this is the thing. He, this is the holy grail. And he's dipping like a mush. It's like a mushroom or something, right? Yeah, like, or something in yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> It's so crazy. It's like, well, I was like, I really had a hard time not getting it on my list. It's not like, but it's the production value is easily the most he ever received mm-hmm. to shoot, to direct the, a video for them. 
he yeah like boom said it's such a mishmash of like all these different things but it works somehow it never feels out of place like it all just feels like a cohesive world which is crazy mm-hmm. and it's all for some weird ass <laughs> chocolate fondue or something i don't yeah. know it's so weird just there's little touches that are so cool and like quirky and funny like the picture that is like the security camera like the video but <laughs> it's just like it's like a picture frame yeah it's it's so it's so funny, so quirky. And just like shout out to his evil layer den at the end of the video is awesome. Like when he pulls that car in, <laughs> like that's so cool. Like it's such a sweet the jaguar, yeah, it's, my it's god, such a sweet set. And when they're in the sky, and you can tell that they're like literally just like just shuffling around on the ground, <laughs> and they just yeah. Okay, okay, that's true. But I have to say, they do. There's a thing that really endeared me was the plane explodes. <laughs> And they make sure to shine a light on them as though there was an explosion nearby. (laughs) And then the idea that they would be fighting as they were falling, they like lift his wig up as though that's, you know, and I was just like, attention to detail. Like, sure, you don't have the budget, but the attention to detail is there. Also, when like the guy lands without the the parachute and (laughs) is just fine, but then the other guy has the parachute and it's also fine. Yeah, I mean, MCA, he gets gets his head chopped off like right in the beginning and then he comes back like in the very next frame. (laughs) They made their own rules. Yeah, the neck brace is so funny. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. Love, love, love body movement. Also my number three. Okay, good. Um, oh, nice. Amazing. So then catch, what's your number three? I figured I had to get at least one Spike Jones joint on the list. Mm-hmm. It only seemed fair. Mm-hmm. Um, so of all of his uh, sabotage, I mean, sabotage is amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's it, The story is so fun. You're watching along. These cops are so dumb and so lazy. <laughs> uh, and the music is just like, it's the hypest music. This is like the opening sequence for a show in the 1970s. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, yeah. it's so hyper, it's so fun. Uh, they, it's, they're the best costumes they've ever done. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Yeah, I just think it's a blast. Yeah, I left <laughs> uh, Sabotage off my list just assuming one of you is going to do it. Uh, so I'm glad I did. I, I really love the video. Obviously, it's like super iconic for a million reasons. Um, I mean, when a lot of people think of BC boys, like they think of sabotage, yeah. but I, I also just wanted to talk about, like, I wanted to make sure I got to talk about Nettie's girl. <laughs> so yeah. that's, that's kind of why I, I left it off the list for now. Um, no, it's true. <laughs> it's weird. Cause I wouldn't have normally put it on my list. I don't think, but I was like, no, it's like Spike Jones got, has to be on here at least once, but I'm glad that you, yes, because there's so much good stuff sprinkled in yeah there. and and yeah. spike jones also directed um the video for sure shot and sure shot is probably my favorite bc boys song that flute sample is just so damn good yeah um mm. but yeah so i glad we got some spike jones i also love spike jones so glad we got some love for him uh <laughs> on this all right so we all did our number threes okay so i'll go to my number two wait a second well no it's just i I did sabotage, which is wait one, two, three. Did four, I skip you? Five. Oh no, I have fucking six on my list like a dumbass. <laughs> of course you do. Of course, of course you have you six do. on your four, list. Five, six. Oh no. He's like, oh no, it's oh. your plan all along. Yeah, yes. He's- <laughs> <laughs> I gotta cut sabotage then. Okay, well, I'm gonna keep all this in and just let everyone know that you screwed okay. up the count. Oh, okay. Son of a bitch. So, uh, so catcher cheated again. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> uh, so what's your no that's how I would have cheated better I have so many better options so what's your number three you you it's three MCs and one DJ okay. Okay. yeah so okay I this is <laughs> so fun I love I love that they just like get mix master Mike in the mix number one number two this is the best like it feels like they're in an old school like where the birth of hip-hop at like these parties like in a small room. Mm-hmm. It's like them doing the most like traditional hip hop with the DJ doing the DJ's job and they're rapping over it and they're in the space and they're having fun. And the line, my name is Mike D and I'm the lady's choice (laughs) is my favorite Beastie Boys song. So uh, line, that's like my favorite line. Uh, So yeah, I love that video. All right. So catch or cheated. Um, Let's go to our real (laughs) number twos. Um, so my number two is uh, Shake Your Rump. I was a big fan of this video. Um, I had not seen this one either, or not that I could remember at least. 
Um, the reason I like it is because for so similar same thing that we had talked about before about how like it's just them having fun and like being bros, like having sweet yeah. like normcore fashion before like that was a thing. And they're just like hanging mm-hmm. out on this rooftop in New York. You see all like you see the lighting guy, you see the other camera crew, and they're literally just like oh, performing yeah. and rapping on a state on like a screen or sorry, on a roof with that wide angle lens. And I don't know, it's just fun when I watch it. It like yeah. made me a bit sad that like MCA has already passed away and that, you know, people, these three guys who blessed music so like well uh, and like defined and, and are kind of underrated in a way because when people talk about early hip hop, Beast Boys are always like sort of an asterisk on lists when I hear people talk about that. And considering mm. they're from New York, uh, they brought their own sound and like really kept their sound like we've talked about throughout their entire yeah. career. It, you know, it, it makes, it bums me out a little bit and, you know, watch these videos. It's like these three guys who started a punk band. This is like the American dream mm-hmm. for them. You know, like this is, they're just doing what they want to do. And this is the perfect like capture of it. And uh, yeah. I agree with what you're saying, but I feel like it's kind of like a little bit of a, a switch happened with that. Like mm. I feel like in the 80s like during their come up I think that they were like maybe a little bit too overrated and Mm. and I think it's just me being personally bitter that they because they kind of like took the milestone of being like the first um hip-hop album to reach number one on the charts Mm. and that was the same year that um run dmc's Mm -hmm. oh fuck what's that album called Raising Hell. So yeah, so that was the same year that like Run DMC's Raising Hell um, came out as well. And to me, I'm just Mm -hmm. like, in what world is Licensed to Ill a better album than Raising Hell? But then I think that like as they went, like as the Beastie Boys went on, I think they gained more steam. I think they gained, gained more cred. They became a little bit more serious, but also like perfected their sound. Mm. Um, I do think a lot of like the innovative nature of hip hop can be attributed to them mm-hmm. um, because I think that the MCs and, and the people who are coming up at that time kind of had themselves boxed in a little bit. And now mm-hmm. in 2021, we've seen hip hop just kind of like mold and change and become all these different amazing things. And I do think um, the Beastie Boys did kind of like open that up mm-hmm. a little bit. S- and so, yeah, I, I agree with you. And like, and, but now it's just like Gen Zers probably like aren't too familiar with them. <laughs> and like, they kind of right. like get put in, in retrospect, like get put on a back burner, even though like there's, a, they obviously have like a huge, like core group of people, a, a huge following, but right. Yes. Sorry, I just went off there. No, 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 it's good. Yeah, I mean, just like, you know, when people think of early hip hop, right? If we're talking like in the 80s, obviously Run DMC, I mean, Salt and Peppa, Two Live Crew yeah. are basically like on that top DJ three. DJ Jazzy Jeff. People talk Fresh about. Friends. Right, right, DJ Jazzy. Yeah. That's right, DJ Jazzy <laughs> Fresh Friends. Uh, and then like, you know, right into the 90s, New York scene is like Tropical Quest, uh, Wu Tang, yeah. obviously. And so it's just like, whenever people talk about New York hip hop, I always feel like BC boys are just always like they're their own category, in, which yeah. like in their own way they are right. Their sound was pretty unique because they were like the rock rap sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's an interesting dynamic where I think where they slot in, in terms of like hip hop history, but I agree with you there. That's yeah. a good way to put it. I think though too, it's interesting. Like I came away after listening to, to all well, watching all these videos that like I don't have enough of a listening history of the Beastie Boys. Mm. I think most of my history with them is watching them. And mm. the thing that was so I was so impressed with was the music and like they they do go so much further and much more beyond than hip hop. Like there's so many hip hop tracks that they have, mm. but some of the stuff that they get into is like quite weird mm. and quite interesting and like um they sort of dress up a hip hop song in a crazy visit, like in a weird, a weird video, mm-hmm. or they'll make a traditionally hip hop video, but the song that's in it is much weirder than you're, than you're realizing. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and it just made me appreciate like their artistry in that regard more. I think listening mm. to it, like I really just want to sit down and listen to a Beastie Boys record. Now yeah, because it's like, oh wow, there's a lot more there than I realized. A lot more mixing of genres, like almost like a, a Gorillas right. from the 1980s. Right, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Where it's you're, it's it's just pulling in all. Co- <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, yeah, yeah. I love the Gorillas. It's just a lot of. It's taking all of the influences and shaking them yeah. up in an interesting yeah. fashion. There is a, before we go back to our list, as we're all going off, uh, I, I, my <laughs> last gripe about BC boys in, in music history, Eminem, the God, obviously, mm. but like he's often credited as like the first white, like mainstream rapper to do it. And it's like, dude, the BC boys are there. What about like Vanilla 20- Ice? <laughs> okay, what about Vanilla Ice? Yeah. What happened to Vanilla Ice? <laughs> vanilla Ice. Yeah. Uh, Snow? Well, you know, the Beastie Boys did that, however, what, 12 years ahead of uh, and... the Slim Shady LP? Exactly. And I think that, I think there's a lot to be critical of in terms of, like, white people kind of, like, appropriating hip-hop culture mm-hmm. and kind of, like, coming into that scene, especially them coming in and taking, like, those all those titles and, like, this, that, and the other thing. But I do think that just if you watch the Beastie Boys closely, you know that they didn't take that yes. for granted, you yeah. know? And yeah. they really immersed themselves. They were always doing their own thing and always kind of like stayed true them- to themselves, but like immersed themselves in the culture and paid respect where it was due and and worked with those artists that they looked up to and in turn looked up to them. Uh, yeah, I mean, you should definitely watch that Apple TV plus about the BC boy story. Cause they talk about them yeah. coming up in the scene and all it's really, really interesting. I think you'll, you'll appreciate that. Mm-hmm. All right. Back, back to our, our list. <laughs> Thank you for attending our Ted talks. Uh, all right. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, my number two is shake your rump. Boom. What was your number two? Um, okay. So my number two is intergalactic. Um, yes. obviously I think, I mean, is that on all of our lists or no? Yeah. The intergalactic is my number one. Uh, it's not on my list. Oh wow! I know. Okay. Oh wow! Yeah. As if, as <laughs> you if. just processed <laughs> it. You picked six, <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have intergalactic. I know. I know. How shameful. So this is like the m- music video that I really remember. I also remember mm-hmm. loving this. It stuck around because mm-hmm. it came around. It came out in 1998. I was only nine at the time. I remember this being on much music like all the time rap city mm-hmm. like it was always there yeah. and every time it was there i was so excited to see it when we were doing this um when i was like prepping for this up and watching stuff this music video just sent me like spiraling into nostalgia like it just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. picked me up and like took me back to the early 2000s when i was young and had like no cares in the world and i just <laughs> kind of like it's been awesome because this week I've just been like reliving all of like the music that I loved then and all the, all the things that like really like fed my like little teen angsty soul. Um, but yeah, whenever yeah. somebody mentions the Beastie Boys, like this, that song instantly starts playing in my head. Like that first kind of like the intro, it's so freaking hype. Um, I love all the layers of the song in general, mm-hmm. just kind of like the passion of that, like, Hey, uh, well, I'm not going to, I'm not singing. I'm not going to sing on this podcast but (laughs) there's just (laughs) but there's I don't know there's just a lot it's just very fun and imaginative I like that they're like in Tokyo I think it's just like really fast paced it's really cool I like the way they move um yeah Yeah. it's just like a wild ride it's super nerdy I also have yeah this was my number one and for me like intergalactic a similar thing. I remember watching it on MTV down here, which I'm assuming was the equivalent of movie much music, music. Whatever you, yep. much music, much music. Uh, yeah. And movie I, music. this was one of the first hello. Nasty was one of the first CDs I bought with like my own mm-hmm. like allowance or whatever. So Ooh. I have a very like tight relationship, like with this album and with this song. Um, and I like, I, you know, I, everything about it. So like, if you're talking about cool, like these guys are so cool. Just stomping around Tokyo in those like construction <laughs> yeah. outfits and they're in like their spaceships so cool. and then they have like this whole mecha Godzilla thing. And I'm a huge Godzilla fan. And so when I was a kid, like he just checked off like a whole bunch of marks that I, that I hadn't really seen in a music video. And I still, you don't really see today. Uh, and, and catcher brought up his favorite lines. And this one has my favorite, uh, Mike D goes, 
Uh, I am known to do the WAP. Also known for the Flintstone flop. Tammy D getting biz on the crop. BC boys never let the beat mm, drop. And drop. I like that's so cool. <laughs> I, that far side reference there is so good too. <laughs> drop. Because like that's also a really good music video. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, in this video, they talk about like Kumo D in, in the lyrics. They say something. Um, let me see where the lyrics yeah. They say like, uh, keep on rapping because that's my dream. Thank thank Modi for sticking to themes. Like, you know, speaking of like paying back to the culture and all that sort of stuff, they just do a lot of cool things in this video and the song. And yeah, the big nostalgia trip also for a lot of things that made me love the Beastie Boys and like hip hop and all this sort of stuff. So big, big one for me. Big one for me. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Something okay. I And all the notice, monster stuff. The yeah, it's awesome. It's It's just so cool. They're just so cool. The monster stuff is funny because I was watching it and so I'm going through and then it ended. I was like, wait a second. Hold on. So I like rewatched the video again. They come down from outer space in the robot. Right. The robot start. The robot starts smashing up places. Then this creature shows up in defense, it seems, of this planet <laughs> because this robot is destroying stuff. And then it defeats that monster and then takes off again and leaves town. It's like they're actually like the villains in this story, which I thought was really funny. There's this, uh, on the Criterion Collection, I haven't watched it yet. Uh, there's actually a world, there's like a director's cut of from Nathaniel Hornblower, a.k.a. MCA, uh, where he does a spinoff of the robot versus the octopus mog, uh, monster saga. So I need mm. to watch that. I'm assuming it's like an extended oh, cut of the cool. video or they maybe did like a short film around it, something like that. But cool. yeah. Yeah. Nice. Catcher, what was your number two? Now I feel bad. I feel like I can just talk, cut off the top one and I'll just use no, this no, as no. my number no, one. No, no, no. We're, we're going. <sighs> I feel, I'm sorry. Okay. So now my number two is uh, look da uh, down the barrel of a gun. Mm -hmm. Look down the barrel of a gun. Mm -hmm. uh, this, vi this video is awesome. This is like the beginning of all of the stuff that they do. If Alive is sort of like the culmination of all the things they do in a video, this is like the beginning of it. It's yeah. got... Classic use of early use of fisheye lens, um, lots of found footage, surfing and skating. Like a lot of their early videos felt very inspired by like skate videos mm -hmm. uh, and just the way of just getting the footage yourself and being gorilla on the street. And so the idea that they would sort of not just be inspired by it, but sort of make one with all this surfing and extreme sports going on, like uh, snowboarding and things like that. I just thought that was so interesting. And then, yeah, this voyeuristic lens of the fisheye of him just going through and capturing stuff, people skating, his cat, I guess, <laughs> who knows what else. He's, but it's just this, this voyeuristic tendency that I think they have throughout all the videos where you're very aware of there being a camera. And they themselves are also very aware. And I just think this is sort of where all of that starts, starts at this video, which is cool. Yeah, These videos, seeing them all back to back to back also is like, and knowing MCA directed like the majority of them, just it makes, gives everything a very intimate feel, right? Like into mm -hmm. their lives. It, everything feels a lot more organic. Even like the really over the top ones, like body movement and intergalactic, they still feel in intimate to me just because you kind of get a sense that they were, working so closely together on all these, like some guy didn't come in and say, Hey, like I have this idea for your music video or like their record label didn't say, Hey, you should do this video. Like everything just feels like yeah, they wanted to do very... all these things. Yeah, exactly. So, nice. Okay. So my number one was intergalactic. Uh, boom. What was your number one? Um, my number one is past the mic. Nice. Yeah, I really, nice. really like that yes. song. Um, I think it's like some real MC shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I agree. I, think, I agree. Yeah. yeah it's, and I think it's like this is where they like start showing up and like earning their stripes a little bit, you mm -hmm. know, because they can go do all the other stuff. It's all great. But I like that they're kind of like we're also like dope MCs. Yeah. Um. And I like the video. Uh, I think it's very of the time. Uh, it's not making a mockery of anything, which is kind of like nice. It's less kind of gimmicky than some of their other stuff, but it like still captures like a cool vibe. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. I love the camera angles. I love the editing. I think it's so good. Like when they're rapping their names and it like cuts with every syllable or like every letter. Mm -hmm. And in, in there's like a different background um, or they're just like in different spots 
so well done. Um, so slick and yeah, it's just like super colorful. And then the black and white stuff is really cool. You know, it's just, it's like all over the place, but it's just fun. It's a visual feast, I'd say. I don't know. <laughs> and they're just like rapping. Their streetwear is awesome. Um, yeah, they're super you know, steezy I would, in like the whole video. Yeah, like they, totally. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like that I, they I love do that like shot. A, oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 you go, please. I, was, I, I love that shot when... Um, I, I think they're in like they're in like a, a rim wheel of a car, but like if you pause it, it's just it's just a Volkswagen. Oh like, yeah, like it's not like it's not like yeah. some expensive car or anything like that. Like it's a Volkswagen. They probably just like saw on the street like a loose hubcap and just started spinning it yeah. and wrapping into it. I thought I just thought that, I thought that was cool. I loved it too. Yeah. Again, on my fisheye kick, like your fish That's eye. the one part of the movie where it's like it fisheyes. Yeah. It's like you know what I mean. Like he gets a little bit of that yeah. in there somewhere. It's like so I love that. Yeah, loving yeah. the fisheye. Nice. I do. I think it's cool. It's like a like a trademark of his. I think like going yeah. through it, you mm-hmm. really find these these like you're peeking through a doorknob. Things that or run through a all. A door. <laughs> <laughs> peeking through a doorknob, you know, like you do. Like, no, like it's like you're peeking does, through your. Yeah, I just peek yeah, through doorknobs. The, the people. Or yeah. People. That's the word. A people. Uh, yeah, nice. and just like seeing what's going on. <laughs> and uh, so, catch your number one was uh, Shad Rock, right? Did you have anything else That's you wanted right, yeah. to top top it off with? I am not allowed to speak any further <laughs> on anything else. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to be here. <laughs> uh, nice, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, all right, that so let's, let's go through our lists again. Uh, so mine, starting with number five, I had Nettie's Girl, and then Shad Rock, Body Moving, Shanker Rump, and then Intergalactic. Um. Boom, what was your list? Other than all zeros, uh, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, but listen, we got through it. That was a lot smoother than I thought. I was like, I'm not ready for like Ian to just like look at me with so much disappointment. No, of course not. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we did it. So my top five was Nettie's Girl. Gratitude was four. Three was Body Move-In. Two was intergalactic and one was past the mic. Nice. Good list. And then Yeah, that's an incredible list. Catcher. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Number numbers <coughs> number six. <laughs> alive. <laughs> uh, number five, something's gotta give. Number four, sabotage. Number three, three MCs and one DJ. Number two, looking down the barrel of a gun. And number one. Is Sad Rock. Number Shad minus Rock. one was. Number num- minus one, Shad Rock. <laughs> nice. Good, good yeah. lists, everyone. Yeah. Good, solid top fives from everybody yeah. here. Congratulations. That was everybody. fun. That was fun. That and was I'm going to watch the, I'm going to watch the dog. Yeah, it's great. I'm, you might, you guys might convert me yet. Those are our top five lists. Uh, so our criterion moments uh, where we would typically choose our moments from the film. I think we're good with just having our number ones be our criterion moments, yeah. right? I think that that's a fair say to there. Um, we'll just jump to our satellite pairings, which again is some sort of piece of content to partner, uh, with the viewings of the Beast Boys video anthology. Um, I'll go first. So I'm going to be boring and keep mine within the music video world, uh, and do what's called, um, there's a DVD series called the director's label. And these came out in 2005 and I had a couple of these box sets and it was basically like these DVDs that had 20 or so music videos from various directors. Um, Spike Jones has one. Uh, Chris Cunningham hands one. He did like an Apex Twin video and Bjork and stuff. Um, but then the one that I loved, loved, loved was the one from Michelle Gondry. Uh, Michelle Gondry directed um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind for those. Nice. Be Kind Rewind. Be Kind Rewind, like a m- bunch of really oh, yes. like tweeny, cute, but awesome movies. Um, and um, yeah, Michelle Gondry also just directed a shit ton of awesome music videos he did around the world by Daft Punk. He did Everlong by Foo Fighters, which is an all timer. Mm. He did a whole bunch of Bjork stuff. He did the white stripes, um, fell in love with a girl. He did chemical brothers. There's a whole bunch of awesome music videos. And I remember watching these when I was a kid, uh, when I got this DVD set and like would watch them on repeat. Cause they were just so cool. Um, it's hard to explain. Like they're all so in tune with the music. Um, and they're all so unique, um, with like Michelle Gondry's like, you know, creative flair on them. So, 
recommend watching that. The work of director Michelle Gondry. I'm sure it's like all on YouTube now, but yeah. Nice. Boom. What's yours? Um, I'm going to do a similar thing. It's not, it's like a half cheat. Cause I'm going to pick an album as like a jumping off point. And then if you want to kind of go from there and get into the music videos, I think they're also like really cool. Um, so I'm going to go with my, one of my favorite hip hop artists, um, like my first kind of like musical love, mm-hmm. um, who is a Canadian rapper chaos, um, and his album, joyful rebellion catcher. And I were talking about him the other day. He's kind of like the Canadian Kanye, uh, to our American listeners who, might not know who he is. He was very huge over here. Uh, He's kind of like an experimental rap guy. He does like folky stuff. He does a little bit of rock and then some like hip hop, some R&B, just a bunch of like genres jumbled in. He's insanely talented. Um, And Joyful Rebellion is like a God tier album. And it was the first album I ever bought with my own money. Um, Chaos was the first concert I ever went to. And that was like Mm. the jumping off point for like my love of hip hop and, and music in general. Um, so yeah, so chaos is joyful rebellion. He also has some really, um, cool music videos that are like similar to the Beastie Boys style. Like they're, they're very much so like their own thing, but like, um, catcher, like crab bucket with like the. Yeah. People like the crab people, and then there's like <laughs> man I used to be where he's like ends up in space. There's a really cool like break dance scene in that. So yeah, that's that's my yeah. choice. Catcher, what's yeah. your what's your pairing? So I figured I'll mix since we're doing a top five, and when I started realizing that I I realized that their music was much weirder than I had originally imagined it was. All I could think about was this movie. Um, Oh my God, high fidelity. Mm, mm-hmm. So mm. all I could think of was like the Beastie Boys were like those kids at the end, you know, the guys <laughs> who were stealing the magazines yeah. and stuff yeah. and like all the records. I was like, that's like the Beastie Boys as kids where they're just like consuming like crazy and then they mash it all together and he totally falls for them and their style. Um, and also because the whole movie is all about top fives <laughs> and we're list. doing a top five. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I'm sure we could use this for a better occasion. But I just thought the relationship with those guys at the end was just too genuine. Like I just that's I immediately thought of them. So nice. Uh, yeah. So what are they cool. called? Like wheelchair. I can't. I can't remember. But that's like a that. good. That's a good call out. Yeah. Nice. Uh, good pairings, everyone. All right. So Yay. Uh, we have a couple emails this week. If you want to shoot us an email and have us read it, you can come to go shoot us an email at cinenotspod at gmail or hit us up on Instagram. It's at cinenots. Um, Apparently one email I've been told we're not allowed to read until after Boom makes her pick <laughs> next week. So we'll hold that. Uh, but our first email comes from Michael. Hello, Knots. Uh, I just wanted to say that I'm enjoying your podcast very much. I first heard about it when Maggie, co-host of the Into the Meepleverse podcast, mentioned oh it in God. her nerd-adjacent musings in a recent episode. Um, it caught my attention since my youngest son has been collecting Criterion Collection movies for about seven or eight years now. I saved your podcast in my player to remember to tell him about it. I don't know if he has decided to listen to it, but I did. I But I listened to the first episode and I've been pl- listening ever since. Nice. Uh, I am slowly making my way through your episodes. My commute isn't that long and I'm now on the fountain episode. Oh boy. Uh, I think the insight that the three of you bring to the movie is entertaining and fun to listen to. I am planning on watching the films you have done and will do it in the future. Nice. Awesome. Uh, now, that, now for my late suggestion, I know you're using satellites for your pairings, but when I first heard the segment, I immediately thought double feature uh, to play with the movie oh, yeah. theme. I know some pairings are not movies, but I figured this would work anyway. Anyway, thanks for the great podcast, Mike. Like Mike, that. love it. Thank you. That's so nice. For that awesome email. Thank you. Appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, that was wow, so awesome. That's awesome. And shout out to um, Into the Meepleverse, my friends Maggie and Billy host a podcast and it is about board games. So if anybody here is like super into board games or if they're thinking about like buying something, it can be quite the price commitment. Listen to them. (laughs) They do like a deep dive of everything. And I love their nerd adjacent musings. 
segment. It's great. Well, thank you, Mike. That was a cool email. Yeah, and hopefully your son yeah. listens. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. both of you, let us know what you think about the fountain. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mike. Just send an email. Let us know how much you loved it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then we have another email. The subject is called Ian is right, exclamation <laughs> point. I already love it. Hi, Synonauts. Uh, hope you're all well. This is Francesca. I do not believe that Ian has to apologize for his comments on Bridgerton. He was right to recommend it. I just finished watching it and loved it. Everyone I have talked to share our views, Ian, so do not second guess yourself. I continue to listen and enjoy your podcast and wish you all continued success in 2021. Amazing. Francesca, thank you. Thank you, thank Back you. Back at it again. Yeah. Back at it again. Incredible. I, I, <laughs> I did not amazing. rescind my opinion on uh, Bridgerton. I just wanted to give a warning of the overt yeah. uh, sexual... Uh, or not the overt, the out of nowhere sexual content yeah. that comes. <laughs> they really just uh, pile amazing. it on right at the end. But you know what? Yeah. Bridgerton's fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So I'm going to hold this last email apparently because I was told not to open it until yeah. Boom makes her selection for next week. So Boom. Yes. Select away. So I've made a horrible mistake. Um, Uh-oh. So my sister <laughs> is a... Big fan of the show. She's like really been enjoying it. She's been supporting me doing this. Like she she knew how nervous I was at the beginning. Um, and she's just been like really reinforcing me. Um, and every week she always just like has really nice things to say. She says she like listens. Sometimes she listens to the episode like twice because she just wow. wants to hear our voices. Aww. So <laughs> I love you, Janika. Yeah. I love um, you. So... Yeah, she recently just got a huge promotion um, at her job. So I nice. decided to let her pick the movie <laughs> um, for next week. Oh, just, so you, do you not know then? I, no, don't know I, what this... I, I do know what it is. Um, but she okay. also like sent an email. So I was just like, we'll just save that to the end. Um, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> and you guys always kind of like accuse Slim and I of... Uh, what is it conspiring together? Yeah, because you do. we just yeah. Well, we just have like similar tastes and like I think like maybe similar <laughs> attention spans, but like Mike or sorry, Catcher <laughs> and my sister are definitely conspiring together. Like I recently found out that like behind my back they like send memes about me sleeping in all the time and and like stuff like wow. that. Like they just That's get on true. like yeah. a house That's on fire. True. So this pick has turned into kind of like a throwaway pick for Catcher. Wow. Um, and it oh. is The Big Chill. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, <laughs> I wow. honestly did not. I've never once had a conversation with her about the, this. Yeah, she, uh, That's amazing. The side scheming going on on this podcast is making me sick. I'm going to be <laughs> honest. There's some, right? I feel disgusted by the amount of backdooring that's happening here and side deals no. to control the content <laughs> of this podcast. My goodness. Seriously. Oh, that's <laughs> Okay, awesome. so the big chill uh, is number 720 on the Criterion Collection. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and his catcher is like one of his favorite movies ever, if am I not mistaken, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, of course you would pick that. Let's let's read this email then. Oh, the yeah. headline is not opening this email would be the biggest mistake of your life. <laughs> you're sitting on the couch, you're watching TV, and your life is passing you by. You keep procrastinating over and over. Well, maybe I'll watch The Big Chill next year, maybe next summer. No, do it right now. You can watch it after work or you can watch it before work. You can do whatever you need to do to watch The Big Chill. Go talk to somebody right now. They out to help you. Uh, you spend all day watching movies. Anyhow, why don't you watch one that's going to help you in your future? All you got to do is pick at the remote and turn it on. Why are you making it so complicated? It's easy. Much love, Janika. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. So there you go. You're welcome, Catcher. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my this God. Is... I, listen, first off, we do sometimes shen, send memes back and forth yeah. about your sleeping habits. That's true. <laughs> uh, I, I've never once had a discussion about swaying. So this is news to me. But I can't argue because the big chill is like easily one of my favorite movies of all time. So. Yes. I have never seen it. She, have you seen it? Um, I've never who? seen it. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I'm excited. Yes. So yeah, that's next week. Oh my God. All right. 
guys, guys, you're going to be so excited about the soundtrack for this movie. Nice. Just, just look up the big chill soundtrack. It's just Motown. It's <laughs> oh, beautiful. Nice. So we'll have a good time. Um, yeah. Well, boom slash catcher pressuring boom indirectly <laughs> has selected the big chill for next week. Um, this was a fun episode though. And uh, yes, we're going to have was. to look to make sure these shenanigans are really going to keep happening. It's making me yep. cautious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Janika, thank you for the email. Thank you for the pick. Um, thanks to all the emails. Yeah, thanks today. That was great. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Thank that was awesome. Um, any anything else? Um, we're, we're we're good yeah. to wrap. Well, everyone have a great everyone have a great yeah. week. Yeah, indeed. If you're all in right, Toronto, we'll go outside, make some snow angels. <laughs> Do it. Uh, we'll talk to all of you later. Adios. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye.